Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, really, <laughs> I get it. I teach middle school, so I rarely know how I am. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, this is you know we're getting back, getting back going with the podcast here. I'm assuming you saw my post on Instagram. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, I I'm trying to like slowly walk right into this animal encounter. What happened? Okay. Where were you? <laughs> Okay, well, I was getting my uh, camping equipment from my old house, Mm -hmm. and this is a small animal. It's not like a big, scary, well, it's scary, Um, but I picked up a bag, a tote bag, and I placed the tote bag in my car, and just as I placed it in my car, a mouse ran out. And there were there was evidence that it was living there. Like I had some suckers in the back, and like there were papers that were chewed up and everything. So, Ugh. I I knew that I was living with a mouse. Like it was driving around with me. Ugh. But this is where it takes a dark turn. Oh my goodness. Um. So yesterday, I grabbed. I have one of those blenders that you make a smoothie and like the smoothie cup, you just take that with you. Mm-hmm. There's a, a cap on it yeah. and the cap had a little hole. Well, I brought the smoothie cup in to my house and I was going to rinse it out in the sink and the dead mouse <laughs> plopped into my sink. So that's unfortunate. That was traumatic. That is unfortunate. You know, I had a similar thing in um, Joshua Tree. Really? Yeah, we had like some sort of pitcher of liquid outside of the the um, place, and a mouse was drowned in it in the morning. Yeah, I mean, like I felt bad. Same. That the mouse drowned in my like it wasn't my care, but still, like it was because of me because I left my smoothie cup there. I'm not, also listen, very glad that the mouse no longer lives in my car. Not to not to play um, mouse's advocate, but not only did you have a smoothie, you also had lollipops. It's almost as if you were creating a mouse <laughs> habitat intentionally. I thought you were saying, yeah. you know, mice chew wires in cars because people do really struggle with that. It's um Right, no, I know. And that was one thing I was worried about with it living in there. Um, you know, I teach, like I said, I teach middle school. And so the lollipops were in there because I needed to take them into the school. There's no excuse for that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
the crazy thing is like can you imagine a mouse eating a lollipop that has to be so cute i i don't think mice are cute was it a dum-dum i i, I want to imagine a tiny I, lollipop it was a dum-dum oh <laughs> no you are painting a nice picture like i see what you're saying i actually have other animal encounters now that i am unpacking this a little bit yeah because, this is what happens um, you recover more memories yeah well i actually have a red-tailed hawk that lives in my backyard in a cage because i hunt with it and so i i am around mice a lot because like i'll feed them mice feed her mice um but like i don't handle live ones so much so you're feeding dead mice so did you feed that one dead mouse to your eagles no, no no i actually like made some gagging noises and um asked my son to dispose of it yeah like i don't know why that one traumatized me but like i go in my deep freeze and grab a mouse and take it I need to back up, though. I need to back up. What do you hunt and with what? You hunt what with hawks? I have. It's have you <laughs> have you ever heard of falconry? Yes. Okay, so I I do that. That's cool. Um, and we hunt. I hunt for rabbits and squirrels with her, and then I just feed them to her. I don't eat any of that stuff. So what's in it for you? Um, I'm sorry. What's what's in that for you? It's like having a wild animal fly up to you and like gently land on your hand is amazing. But with like a dead rabbit? It doesn't bring it back to you. You oh. have to go and find it. You have to like trek through the mountains where it left it? Do other animals ever steal it? Uh, no, they don't. Like, everybody's scared of hawks, um, so they tend to stay away from, like, it, it, it happens in a matter of, like, minutes. Is, is a, wait, is a hawk the same as a falcon? Now I'm confused. No, they're not the same. I mean, they're, they're both birds of prey. For sure. Um, but I don't have all the scientific knowledge that okay. to sound smart I mean, I know about that, this that some hotels use um I, falcons to get rid of seagulls and things like that from yeah no that's yeah abatement mm -hmm. they get falcons get um other birds i don't want to i don't want to talk like i know what i'm i don't want to say anything because okay bye I, I don't know i don't know and <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know enough. Uh, well, listen, thank you for your call. Good luck killing yeah. animals with other animals. <laughs> it sounds like a peaceful life. And um, hopefully we'll speak again <laughs> in the future. Okay, thank you. Toodaloo. Bye. All right. Um, hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I can't believe I got through. Uh, I can't either. Now, your name is popping up as C. Vivian. Very. Yeah. It's a, given me like a lady in a velvet dress. And, you know, it's like very That's dramatic. Exactly. Yeah. You've got it. That's All right. Me, exactly. Okay, cool. So mm -hmm. you're calling presumably because you've been in some type of wild animal encounter. Yes. What happened? Where was it? Okay. How did you feel? <laughs> What was the insane conclusion? Um, <laughs> I I feel like I don't know if this really counts as totally going awry, okay. but I did end up accidentally snorkeling with a great white shark a few years ago. <laughs> okay, so you were snorkeling. At what point did you realize that there had been great white sharks? Well, I was snorkeling around and I had a group, but I had kind of, swam away from them mm -hmm. and there were little reef sharks everywhere there were kind of smaller sharks you know right. they kind of have a long slender body yeah and I was looking out kind of into the distance it's tough to judge distance when you're underwater like that I don't know if you've been snorkeling but it was new for me yeah I did and a little bit this huge shape came 
like came in front of me, just kind of passed right in front of me. And I thought for a minute, I was really confused about the distance. Yeah. And I couldn't quite understand what I was seeing because it was so dark. Um, but it looked like it was definitely a shark. And it looked so different from the other sharks I'd seen because it had this huge like barrel chest. Barrel and chest? As it, <laughs> yeah. Like, it ha- yeah, it has what? like a really big chest. Like the other sharks are much more slender looking. Okay. And so as it thick. passed me by, I realized it was actually really close to me. Yeah. And that it was like about 20 feet long. Oh my God. And we were like near the surface but its fin wasn't above the surface Mm -hmm. and I kept thinking my brain was like this isn't happening like it's not a great white shark because it's not white but the thing is when you're like on level with them they're just dark gray you know you only see the white if you're underneath them so it was like this big huge dark gray shark that passed in front of me and then as it turned away it like swam in the opposite direction from me and it moved its fin really slowly but it disappeared really fast that's Which scary. I learned afterwards is like the way that it works underwater. Like the larger the object, the slower the fins have to move. Weird. Creepy. All of it. Creepy. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching <laughs> a lot of docu-series about horrible things happening to people. And <laughs> one of them is called I Was Prey. I mean, I'm going to say I wish I was hosting I Was Prey because there's a lot I would like to ask people that is not happening and there's very slow reaction videos and things. I mean, just reenactments and stuff. So I can't, while I cannot fully endorse the show I Was Prey, I think it was on there that someone <laughs> someone was talking about being attacked by a great white and it's like they describe it as just being hit by a wall out of nowhere, you know, which it all, wow, yeah. it syncs up with what you're saying. Sounds like you're lucky to be yeah, alive. I really feel like I am. It actually took me a really long time to accept what had happened. Um, because I just couldn't, I don't know. I'm glad that I didn't really realize it right away. Um, be, because if I, hadn't, if I had realized it in the moment, I would have started thrashing around, you know. So, like, it might have caught the shark's attention. Yeah. But, yeah, I do feel really lucky that I didn't have to actually, like, face it head on or get chomped. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's terrifying. Um, well, listen, we're glad you're with us. Okay, do you still snorkel? Um, I don't have the opportunity to where I live, so no, I haven't since then. But would you? I absolutely would. Yes. No, oh, so you have not learned your lesson. Okay, just writing notes <laughs> for your case file. Um, maybe you can call back with an actual attack next time. All right. Okay. All right. Well, what a journey. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, KIT as always. Thank you. And um, peace. Peace be with you and peace on earth as well. Thank you so much for bringing back the show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for calling. Toodaloo. (laughs) Don't know where my out of time gotta go button is hello this is chelsea peretti hi how are you this is chelsea also my name what? is Chelsea. what i know crazy right what chelsea do you want to hear my animal story yeah when i was a child um a squirrel ran into our house and it got in my toilet the drum roll worked perfectly with that. <laughs> oh my god! And my brother screamed like a little girl, and um, he like literally ran out of the house. Didn't see him for hours. He was very scared. <laughs> so, what happened to the squirrel? I'm less concerned about your brother. So fair, and um, and as you should be. My mother's a registered nurse, so she went into her like nurse bag, got some blue gloves, uh-huh. and stuck her ass in. The- her hands in the toilet. She didn't stick her ass in. She took her hands in the toilet. That'd be got really the little crazy. guy out, and it scratched her. Then she had to go get a rabies shot. But long story short, he ran right back out the door. He came in. Never saw that guy again either. She's a registered nurse, and the way she deals with stuff is by sticking her ass in it. Like she's like, oh, I, I have to draw some. <laughs> I don't blood. know why I said ass. I meant hands. <laughs> um, I have to draw some blood. I'm just gonna stick my ass on your arm real quick. <laughs> nurse this is what we do Wait, i'm such a fan this is wild um are you a chelsea or a chel what do you what honestly chelsea to chelsea i'll really take it all at this point 
Wait, yeah, did fair. you? I prefer Chelsea because it's just one more syllable. Right. Um, yeah. Did you? Uh, did you say what happened to the squirrel? <laughs> he did run out the door. We left the door open, and he ran right out. Um, Were there cute little wet squirrel footprints all over your house? <laughs> I mean, guaranteed, yeah. And then my mother's blood just trailed after it. Do you know that? <laughs> that crazy your, old girl. <laughs> your, your mom's, uh, what do you call it? Shit streaks? <laughs> um, Literally. Is that appropriate? <laughs> Poor mom. My mom is going to be, well, it's a good thing she didn't know what podcasts are. She would be so humiliated. But no, she had to go. So she worked at the hospital, and then she called and said, I got to come get a rabies shot. A squirrel scratched me. The- you can't get rabies from a scratch. Wait, okay, hold on. Your mom didn't know that? I don't, she's not, listen, (laughs) it was the 90s, these were different times, it was just a, you know. So she went to the ER and they're like, miss, you're a nurse, you're usually doing the intake (laughs) on this kind of thing. I know, right? Imagine they fired her, they're like, you're too dumb. (laughs) It feels, they're like, it feels like you skipped a couple chapters in mid school. (laughs) Yeah, but shout out to my mom, the greatest nurse of all time. Um, nurses are the best, though. I when I agreed, I had to get a C-section. I felt like the nurses were my lifeline. They were so cool. Oh my gosh, they taught me how to breastfeed. Hashtag been there. What? Been there? Hashtag been there. Yeah, Yeah, girl. And it was an unplanned one, which (sighs) TMI, not the most fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mine was too. Mm, let's Ugh. just say Pitocin wasn't doing much for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I was Thanksgiving Eve when I was induced. And then my surgeon came in and she goes, okay, listen, if we get you, you know, if we get you <laughs> section for 5 a.m., I can get my turkey in the oven before 7. And I, I was like, your turkey is not my main concern. I thought you were going to say that Anita. that Anita comes in and does the surgery. And she's like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Your baby is a turkey. Like, we're going to have. <laughs> How cute would that be? We delivered. A and whole... now that turkey's just a whole third grader, <laughs> just like raised it as my own. Um, yeah. So, you know, Thanksgiving. So that means your child's birthday is around this fraught time in American history. But what, at this point, what what isn't a fraught time? Well, I do believe the play you wrote is either set during thanksgiving or there's implications of like a large family event (laughs) there's definitely implications of a large family event that much (laughs) is for sure (laughs) i guess i'm missing mixing up with like august osage county which is is a thanksgiving play huge inspiration and a touchstone absolutely did you see the movie can i ask you one yes one question i did see the movie with my family upsetting upsetting movie um (laughs) what is john early like as a person John Early. I mean, listen, he's funny. He's silly. Yeah. You're gonna right. riff. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna learn. Yeah. You might eat. Okay. John Early actually cooked for me and my husband a few times years ago. He made That's a cacio e pepe with just about five times too much pepper. And it was just really You have early on the cacio e pepe trend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Trendsetter. And uh, you know what? It was extremely peppery and it was just funny eating it. No, 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 this is good. This is good. And also he made something with like a poached pear. I don't know why he was cooking for us on multiple occasions. Now it seems strange, but that that was pre-child. You know, you had the time to eat a poached pear. Yeah, I remember the era. The era was different. But the pears didn't soften so they were really hard oh god it was just funny because like he loves food i love food but for whatever reason there was a couple mishaps that felt notorious in nature um all right well listen um you know when john gets a podcast you can fucking call him okay next i get it next caller (laughs) chelsea you're an inspiration you're a hero you're the best chelsea of us all you are Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I don't see the... Oh, there's gotta go. Uh-oh, looks like we're out of time. Goodbye. All right. Hello? 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 Hello. Oh, there's a conference call. Hello? What do you mean a conference call? Hello? 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 Who all is on the call? Who all is on the call? Up. Oh my goodness, no, ladies. We were going to leave a voicemail. Uh-oh, okay. Uh, hold on, I'll give you a beep. Uh, well, it's going to be a no, ding, but leave your voicemail. Go. Kelsey, the amount of hours that I spent listening to your podcast, days, months, years. That's crazy. So wait, who are the two of you? Where are you calling from? You guys are falling apart. You're absolutely falling apart. I want you. I'm Caroline. This is Deb. I'm Deb. Deb, you're all Deb. Oh my god, yes. No, I'm I'm Caroline. Can you hear me? Okay, Caroline, Deb. Yes. Yo, how are you? Oh my goodness. Goodbye. Oh my god, remember that? Can you play one of your sounds? Yes, please. Holy shit. I have been with you since the beginning. So that's what's yeah. honestly keeping think... me going with you is I, I don't want to punish you for the chaos. I want <laughs> I want to engage with Deb and Carolyn or whatever and like really get to know you ladies um on yeah. this party line now i'm gonna have a i'm gonna take a goosey goosey guess that you haven't been attacked by an animal but have each of you been attacked also who's the third person i only know about deb and carolyn no it's just you're the I'm, third. I'm, oh okay so have you been attacked by an animal a male like a male human animal maybe oh, gosh. <laughs> come on deb caroline <laughs> Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Oh, it's the worst. It is. We're calling from two different states. Wow. Like, we are. The tech. The tech on this call. Yeah, it's like, it's it's incredible. It's crazy. What is Andy Sandberg like? Oh, my life? God. <laughs> God, I tried. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know where to go from here. I need these animal stories. I'm building up to a big grand finale here on the podcast. I'm trying to see what people are saying on Instagram in response to the post. Someone goes, a swan attacked me when I was six and my Royal Marine grandfather punched it in the face. Honestly, don't even think of swans as having faces. I feel like once you have a beak, it doesn't feel like a face anymore. At least that's my personal story. <laughs> okay, so grandfather punched a swan. That's got to be a rough moment in your childhood. Let's see who this is. Hello? Hi, is that Joss? Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm getting there. Um, I saw that you were looking at animal stories. That's right. Uh, mine is sort of like a proxy animal story. Okay, we're we're taking proxies. We're taking proxies today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I should explain. I I used to be a doctor, and when I was working in ER, we'd get lots of different patients coming through. Oh yeah, um, that'd be weird time, if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was high frequency. Um, and unfortunately, one time a child came in. How much detail and gore are you, you guys into? I, I'm pretty good with it. I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah, so I was sort of expecting, I, ju I just heard on the kind of the tannoy that, you know, a child has been in an incident with uh, the dog and they're coming in in a couple of minutes to get ready. So I go, oh my gosh. Totally short. Yeah. There's like an 18 month old. Oh my gosh. This is horrible. <laughs> it, it's bad. Uh, and I get that. And he's sitting on the bed in his nappy. And from the side that I enter the room, he's not making any noise, but just like, you know, chilling with his parents. And I'm a bit confused. And then I go around and I can start to see his face. And half of the face is gone. No. Oh, my God. This is a nightmare. I think I've changed. <laughs> yeah. I think I've changed. Wait, is there any fix for that? So he had to have lots of reconstructive surgery, and thankfully he was fine. Uh, they, you know, gave him painkillers, and he was able to regain the ability to talk and eat. But yeah, I'd never seen that in the flesh, and I didn't realize the power of like a dog's jaw could literally just do that. But was it their yeah, dog? That, it was, yeah. Oh my goodness! Once you have a kid, I do feel like you just got to put the kid first. And wow, that is terrifying, horrible. Yeah, so uh, sorry for bringing no, the tone down. No, this is the thing. But... Like, I've re I've been realizing, like, with like, hey, tell me these crazy, horrible stories. It's like there's a fine line. You actually, it's no longer funny once it ruins or greatly affects the rest of someone's life. You know, um, exactly. But God, that's awful. Um, yeah. Yeah. How did were you able to? hold yourself together did you start crying like how do doctors not cry all the time uh so w when i used to work in intensive care it was very upsetting yeah. unfortunately because a lot of people are very very sick and a lot of people die it's not just the fact that you kind of see them deteriorate very rapidly over the course of a couple of days so you're talking to them and then they're gone within a couple of days but you also have to speak with their families and i that's the part i struggled with like seeing a lot of families and, you know, speaking to parents and children and relatives and just telling them the worst news that they've had to do on a regular basis. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's balanced with, you know, sometimes you get lucky and you can save someone's life from uh, the extreme. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not easy, but it's, it's possible. I'm not like, I am just not of the constitution for that kind of thing. I, at one time I did a tour with someone and, we went to visit a veterans hospital and there was just similarly horrific injuries present on people. And I was just like, had to walk out of rooms. I was start like tearing up. I'm like, this is the worst thing I could possibly do is come cry in someone's room. You know, I feel like it's a special person that can give the, the support that people need without being shattered by it. Um, yeah, that's well, great call. Really funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, uh, should I, let's see, should I hit my classic? Uh-oh, looks like we're out of time. Goodbye. Thank you for that raucous 
journey into the ER. Oh, you're welcome. Wolf Blitzer. We love Always. you. Always. Wolf. All right, bye. Well, that was fucking dark. God. Okay. Well, we have our special call coming up, and I, I could not be more excited. Um, Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You're Chris Leonard's. I am. I'm Chelsea. Nice to meet Chelsea. you. Um, now, I don't know if you are up to speed on the fact that this podcast has, for many years, I was searching for a bear attack survivor. And I don't know why that is. And I, um, I recognize I'm not alone in this fascination. Um, but for us to have you and us being really me, but I'm going to include my new producer, Laura. Um, this is a huge coup to have you on the podcast. Now, I I don't I, I don't want to like you have a, you have encountered a bear in the flesh. You this was in Tahoe, which as I'm reading about it, Tahoe seems to have a lot of bear interaction that people are having. Walk me through your story. Do you live in Tahoe? Tell me the let's hear the whole story. Absolutely. First of all, have you seen pictures? Because that if you don't, no. I will have to. I will have to send you some pictures because they're insane. Oh, no. I did see the pictures that were assembled oh. on this little, uh, you know, I'm assuming yeah, it right. was a viral post or is, I, but I, crime I theme. yes, I want to talk about that. First, I want the callers to know your story and then we should talk about okay. those pictures. So I don't live in Tahoe. I live in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I write music for movies and TV. Oh, cool. And friends of ours who are also in the entertainment business, um, who are dear friends, they called at middle of, of August and said, hey, do you we rented this cabin in Tahoe. Do you want to all get tested? Because it was COVID time and go up and let's hibernate for a week. Yeah, I shouldn't use that word, I guess. But <laughs> well, um, let's hibernate. maybe you should. <laughs> so let's hibernate for a week and then go to um, go to Tahoe and, you know, and just, you know, be in the cabin and play on the lake and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so we ended up driving from L.A. to Tahoe and. Um, uh, so nine hours up and I had at the time a 12 year old and a seven year old. Okay. Uh, and, um, and so we went up there and met our friends who are a couple with no kids, but they have two dogs. And then there's another couple with, that had a three-year-old and um, a lot of so kids. We, yeah. A lot of kids, lot of, pets. And dogs. Yeah. Okay. And it was right at the beginning of COVID. So it was pretty desolate. Like it was like nobody out there. And we had actually had a lot. They had had a lot of fires earlier that week mm -hmm. and the week before in, in Tahoe. So the skies were super hazy. You couldn't see much. So on Sunday, we got there and we all moved in. And it's a big, huge A-frame cabin with um, three floors. And the middle floor is the one that went to the street. Mm -hmm. And so we, and that's where the, the door to the, the main door to the, the cabin is plus some sliding doors in the kitchen. So we, we basically had a great three or four days and got to Wednesday and the fog started clear or the smog started clearing. And my seven-year-old, my daughter Vesper said, you know, let's sleep outside. I heard, you know, I heard you were going to be able to see um, shooting stars now that the, the clouds have cleared. And I was like, great. Sounds like a fantastic idea. I mean, what do I know? I'm from Los Angeles. Um, but I'm, um, you know, so I, I said, great, let's do that. And we pulled the mattress down and put it right on this this deck. And and we ended up sleeping outside on Wednesday and had an amazing, amazing night, saw some shooting stars. Yeah. And that was great. And so Thursday came around. We spent the whole day on the lake as well, um, tubing and doing all that good stuff. And at night, um, the one of the guys we were with decided he made tacos and s'mores and everything. Huge dinner, lots of sweet treats and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and um and so we're up late and vasper said let's sleep outside again and i said great no problem so basically everybody goes to bed around 11 11 30 yeah. everything's dark i'm in bed we're outside looking at the stars um and the front of the house and so basically at about i don't know maybe 11 45 vasper fell asleep and i I heard a big boom on the right side of the house. Um, and I said, okay, I'm gonna go check it out. So I grabbed now, my phone. Was your I... first thought like, this is an intruder? Or was your first thought, this is a bear? Did you have any kind of guess? 
my first thought, probably my first thought was like, oh, something fell or something fell out of the tree or maybe, you know, maybe was something was, yeah, maybe, I mean, I certainly thought maybe there was a, you know, something around, but I didn't really go to bear right away. Um, but I, so I, I went around and I, I shined my phone and didn't see anything. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm going to go back to bed. So I crawled back into bed. And when I got back into bed, I started hearing a lot of rummaging around in the house. Yeah. And, um, and, and, I'm, and I just assume, okay, well, it's, it's Dave who's upstairs. He's making a sandwich. He came down. Yeah. And then I started hearing like tickety tackety on the floor. And I was like, oh, he must've brought the dogs down with him. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, four or five minutes went by and then I started getting really freaked out. I was like, wait a second, why didn't he turn the lights on? Why is he being so loud making a sandwich? And why is it taking him so long? Um, so I decided to get up again and I basically walked around. There's two big sliding doors that look into the dining room and kitchen of this cabin. Um, so I walked in and or walked around and I shined my light through these two, yeah. two glass doors. And the fridge doors were open. The freezer doors were open. There was food like everywhere it was a disaster complete mess disaster all over the place and um and so i was like oh my god and i kept to hear i still heard the noise so at this point i was like i think i still thought it was probably a raccoon or something yeah so i scanned over and um and shined the light there was a big cabinet which is where all the crackers and cookies and stuff were and there was a ginormous bear whose head was in this cabinet and there were literally cookies flying out past its head and and i just I was like, oh, my God. So I shoved the phone back in my in my pajamas and I was like ran over, scooped up my seven, my seven year old in my uh, in my right arm, put her on my hip and just said, there's a bear in the house. Don't say anything. We're getting out of here. Um, And then I started to run toward around towards the the right side where you get out towards. Wait, now, is it don't they say not to run? But it didn't see me. Okay, but they are supposed to have like an incredible sense of smell. They do have an account, yeah. which of course is why this whole thing happened. And I'll tell you why later. Okay. But so basically I went running around. And in the meantime, I'm sitting there going, my other kid and my wife are downstairs. And there's another family with a three-year-old behind the kitchen where the bear is. Yeah. I need to find a way to warn them. So um, I realized there was a, the main door to the house, which is on the side, was a big, huge wooden door. I said, that's the safest. And so I brought, I went to the front door with my kid on my hip and I went to go and slam on the door because I was just going to scream bear like five times and slam on the door as hard as I could. And then when I looked and just to the left of the door is a window that's been basically broken out and the bear was staring straight at at me from the inside of the house. So it was standing Uh, in front of the open window with its back to the window? No, it was standing on the other side of the window because it was in the house. So it was looking out outside towards me because I was out the house. Oh, okay. So it was it was looking straight at me <laughs> on the other side of the window. I just um, keep asking you like spatial questions. No, it makes okay. So sense. the window, how big was the window? No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so the but, you're outside. The bear's inside. Now you're on your way to run out with your child, right? Yes. And so yes. what happens? So so. The bear sees me, obviously, and just starts to gra- roar or whatever it is that the bears do. Um, and, and I, I see I have a bear roar. I... Did it sound like this? It sounded exactly like Really? That's yes. scary. Super loud, scary. Super loud, scary. Um, and and with a seven-year-old on my hip who is now completely freaking out. Right. So I, right in front, there was one of those huge push brooms that you like sweep decks with. And so I just grabbed this, I grabbed this broom and just started slamming it through this door or through this this um, window right on this bear's face. But now basically. here, what? Why did you change your approach from leaving to fighting the bear? Because it was like it was obviously going to come after me. It was. It was going to jump through yeah, the I mean, window. It, it was. It was. Yeah. It was like two. It was like two feet away from me, and my kid was. I knew I couldn't outrun it, and I also knew that my the rest of my family and all my friends were in this house, and right. I needed to let the bear. So. Um, Gosh. So I start screaming and I'm hitting this bear and I got like, I don't know, four or five hits in and it lunged in and basically bit my arm and I dropped the broom and I don't know how long it had my arm for, but eventually it let go. And when it let go, I spun around and put my daughter in front of me and then started running as fast as I could back around the other side of the deck away from the window. Um, 
you know, just making sure that he would have to get through me to get Wait, to my when kid. The, when the bear bites your arm, is your daughter like screaming? What is no, dead silent. Just really? like white as a ghost, eyes as big as saucers. Oh my god. I, on the other hand, am screaming my tail off, bear, bear, bear. Was it was it were you in such adrenaline that you couldn't really feel it or did it hurt like a bitch? Didn't feel a thing. Really? That's crazy. That's literally crazy. felt nothing. Yeah, I, I, it was all a blur. I didn't feel anything. Have you seen so a I, show called I Was Prey? Should I? No, should it's I not? honestly not. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's great, but they there is so much discussion of like these horrific injuries and people being like, I didn't feel it at all until much later. Yeah, it's crazy that your body just creates this adrenaline where you can't feel it when you don't when you need to not feel it, you know? totally did i mean I, I i just immediately was doing things i wasn't really thinking and i was yeah so it was it was insane yeah um so I, by the time i made it around and here's where actually your spatial question about the windows really oh, good, smart good um <laughs> because my daughter who was looking over my shoulder as i was running away said that bear, apparently the bear bear was too chubby to fit through the window easily so that bought us like an extra seven or eight seconds before it wiggled out and managed to come through by that time we had gone around and it broke through the rest of the deck and ran back out in the forest hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy winning comedy series you'll hear hannah einbinder and gene smart speak to their on-screen dynamic along with hacks writer and actor pat regan on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Um, so, and then when I got, yeah. Because what would you have done if you and your daughter get out and then you just see it go upstairs or wherever the other people are? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no, I don't think it would because, so I talked, so when we got back in the house, all the lights were on by now because I had woken everybody up and yeah. everything was on. I, I put her down and there was literally blood flying all over the place. Right, because it, it must have hit an artery or something because like, the little I know about blood, it looked like it was spattered all over. The photos I will post to our Instagram with your permission, but it just looked like absolute, like it looked like it was like a cartoon of like, bleh, 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 you know, but again, like, you know, I've seen bear attacks where people do lose like their face or obviously they could be fatal. So, you know, it seems to me your level of bear attack is kind of the perfect level for this podcast, certainly, but for life, if you have to be attacked by a bear, one arm bite. I mean, do you have a scar? I can't. It seems I like do, you healed really, well. It's really small and it's not so bad. Crazy. And actually, that's so when we they finally, you know, the ranger came and one of the things he said was, obviously, we should not have left the s'more stuff out on the counter. <laughs> Very first, like, right. first thing for anybody who's going 
anywhere near Tahoe. Don't leave sweets out in the counter and close all the windows. But the other thing um, he said is that the bear always goes out the way it comes in. Um, so as and it, it especially is not happy when you interrupt its dinner. So basically, I interrupted its dinner and I was standing right in front of the window it went in right. on, which was, was trying to leave, uh, maybe. Exactly. But that's why he didn't. No one thought it would go back in once once it got out. Um, so they took me to the hospital at in Truckee and I was there all night. Is and that they a good did, hospital? They were great. That's they were amazing. awesome. Yeah, small. It's not a big one, but it's but it's but they it, probably they, they probably see a fair amount of bear attacks. I should be calling the Truckee Hospital and be like, feed me, people, feed me. The funny thing was is they said there aren't that many, and the oh, doctor really? had been the doctor who treated me had been there 12 years and they had never treated a bear attack. Really? Because Crazy. when I was like kind of looking around online, it did seem like there was a number of them in Tahoe, but maybe they weren't making contact. It was just sort of there's definitely there's like yeah, a bear in a, a car. Of... One lady had a bear in her car. Like, was that a bachelorette party? Do you see that one? I I think I've seen similar. And and even the ranger who who got to us said that on that same street that we were on, like a month or two before, a bear had broken into a car and actually put the car in neutral. And it it literally <laughs> drip it had gone like a mile down the road, slammed into someone's front porch. So they came out of their house and the bear was literally in the in the driver's seat. Wow, that's kind of nuts. But apparently, so apparently, there's 41 bear attacks per year, is sort of the what they had at least the year before I got. It's not nothing, you know. It's not nothing, but it's not a lot. Um, but what he did say though, apparently, the year before in South Lake Tahoe, there was one that was fatal, and that was one. And what he said was, I was super lucky that it was on the other side of the window, because if it was not, it would have used its claws, and it's like Wolverine, so it's you know full. So you'd like just die instantly. So actually, if you're gonna get attacked by the bear, by a bear, you apparently want it to bite you and not swipe you. That's the why other thing can't I mean. it do both? Bite your arm and then well, swipe you. I mean, I mean in this case, it the can, window. except they couldn't reach We've through the window. We've already established the the spatial situation here with the window was preventing the chubby bear from swiping you. But um, mm -hmm. hmm, well, what a crazy story. Now, does your daughter, is she, was she having nightmares? Was she traumatized? Was she like, this is so cool that you fought off a bear? What was, what was the last day? Literally, yes to all of that. Yeah. Like it was the, the, at the beginning, it was intense. We had to, we even had to stay there one more night because I couldn't travel. So like we had to stay and we like locked ourselves in the upstairs room with like bear horns and, and like, craziness and she didn't sleep at all it was yeah she was traumatized for a long i don't think she slept with the lights off for about nine months oh and my goodness and she still sleeps with us and that's five oh. years ago um but that said we had an amazing 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 therapist um that we got we found right away who basically immediately went into telling her about how so many cultures believe that if you have a, an intense run in with a wild animal, it's because they picked you and they're in Kauai, they call it Amakua. So it's like, it's, it's the animal picks you because you have similar traits. And so they, she did a lot of learning that like bears are strong and they're loyal and they protect their family and they're super smart um, and things like that. So, so we actually like, have the therapist was basically calling you a bear. Kind of. Yeah. And, you know, calling calling her a bear, calling my daughter a bear, oh, right, right, and saying that's your spirit animal. Um, and so that sort of like it. She so over the next two years, she ended up like writing about it and drawing about it. We're a super artistic family, and 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 the kids are artistic, and and um, and she renamed it, so it was named Chomper. This bear has a name called Chomper. That's cute. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it was actually, you know, it it was super traumatizing, obviously for her. Um, but I think, you know, we all came out pretty well. I, I yeah. certainly felt like a superhero after it. So yeah. I felt, you know, the doctor on the way out was like, are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, I, I don't, not only am I okay, I'm, I just fought a bear and my kid yeah. and I are still alive. I go, I think someone needs to drive me to Reno. Yeah. So I can put about, <laughs> you're, I can, like, I put, I'm euphoric. Yeah. But I'm so like the luckiest man on the planet. When the bloody arm went all over the cabin, did you have to do a tourniquet? Oh Yeah. Yeah. And you knew yeah, they, how to they, do that. I didn't. The guys who I was who I was with, um, they apparently 
at least they they thought they knew how to do it. They did. They they ripped up t-shirts and yeah. and towels and did all that kind of stuff. And and they're super good friends of mine. And I don't know. I think we we're all we've watched a lot of movies. Right. And stuff, You're so, like tourniquet. So like I can do this. Yeah. Gotta do yeah. a tourniquet. That's like a classic trope of any kind of uh, limb injury. Exactly. Um, wow. And then, do you know what type of bear it was? Yeah. So it was definitely a black bear, but it was brown because um, they don't have brown bears in tahoe apparently and oh. brown bears are like grizzly and i would have been toast right away yeah but it was probably like three or four hundred pounds and then they actually the ranger sent me a text about three weeks after with an abc art or an abc news story that there was a quickie mart at the bottom of that same hill yeah and they had visual that a bear had gone into the into the quickie mart and grabbed a bunch of like twinkies and stuff and then the guy behind the counter had like shoved him out with a broom. And he, so he sent me this picture. He's like, Hey, is that your guy? And I was like, it looked just like the same size, wow. same shades, kind of like a reddish Brown. And they don't so euthanize. I, I, I know a lot of these situations, they euthanize the bear if they get too many. They did human... put, yeah. They, they put a trap out the day we left. Um, and they didn't catch it before we left. And they never told that apparently they never, let us know if they catch it the, the plan was you know it was one of the traps where like the door flies sh shut so then they would just drive it way out and and hopefully put it somewhere else i think mm -hmm. hopefully um but yeah they definitely need they need to move it out of the area though because they said if it would know that that's that they that there's food in that house Listen, and once once it knows about refrigerators and freezers why is it going to be like eating huckleberries or whatever i don't know uh, listen, I, I identify with the bear. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, what? Oh, wait, I have to hit the jackpot sound effect because this is the biggest moment of my podcast. Thank you. You did it. You did it. You did it. Hold on, dude. Sounds like Reno. It's Reno. It's Reno. Um, anything else you care to add? Uh, wait, the, what did you say to watch pick? Oh, something no. about uh, bear attacks. Did you say to watch something called pick or something? Have you seen pick? Oh, oh you I, said I, I, I think you saw the picture. <laughs> I wrote down pick. I was like, it's a movie. And then I pick, forgot I that. that I realized it was, you were talking about the pictures, but I'm going to go searching on IMDb for pick. And, uh, <laughs> well, oh, well, here's the other crazy yeah. thing is I did. I did so I did get a call at one point when they were looking for composers for Cocaine Bear. Oh uh, my god, that would like, have been perfect. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I was I, I know I was I was super busy. So I was like, I don't know that that's the one I want to get into right now. But it wasn't um, too it, close to home. Was it like too PTSD for you? I don't actually I don't think it would have been. I just I don't think it would have, but but they thought my agents thought it was. They're yeah. like, I don't know if like, tell dude, you that. we got the perfect thing, man agents so we just think literally that's like when after i did gina on brooklyn 99 they're like we got a secretary like i kept getting offers for secretaries i was just like this is like so uncreative but um hey that's hollywood for you right and 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 i do do i do the uh the music for that show the boys which is very bloody and so now everyone says that you know that that obviously i can relate and you're I'm the like, king yeah, of gore i don't really want to relate i to have that. to point out that you just said i do do Oh, I always do. <laughs> Listen, don't we all? Don't we all? This, um, I, I can't tell you how thankful I am that you came on here and told your story. It's seriously um, been something, a money shot that has been building for years. <laughs> so yes. I appreciate you. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad your daughter is making, you know, lemonade out of yep. the situation and all that. And uh, maybe I'll see you out there in each wood. Awesome. I hope it was fun. But definitely, yeah, post the pictures. You have total permission. Okay, it's, great. It's great. Thank it's you. Crazy. All right. Thanks. Bye. Awesome to meet you. Take care. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, what's up, Chelsea? Uh, this is Aaron. I was just calling to tell you about the time that I got attacked by a dog and it ripped my face up. And, uh, well, I guess that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I mean, the story is I was, like, a child. I was, like, seven. And my neighbor's Rottweiler. Um, had attacked me and ripped my ear off but um yeah that's about it bye um okay so we're listening to voicemails here i can't i mean i want to now know what happened to that guy's ear does it does it get reattached i mean it's also just crazy like everyone like I have so many people in my life like, don't be scared of this or that, or whatever. Like, I'm so cautious with dogs I don't know. And honestly, I learned my lesson from a small dog. I was in New York and this lady was holding a dog over her shoulder. And I was like, hey, cutie, or something. And it was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know this dog. And, you know, dogs attack. And dogs, if you don't know a dog, you don't know what it's going to be like. So, I don't know. I just can't believe that guy lost his ear and that kid lost. I mean, these are horrific things. I think um, I want to know the situation in which his ear got ripped off. Was it his dog? I mean, I just I really do want this person to call in again. Hey, Chelsea. My name's Melina. And my animal encounter is one for the book. The year was 1967. I was five years old. There was a miniature chimpanzee on display at the pet shop what the in hell? Brooklyn on Flushing Avenue. It escaped, I don't know how, ran across the street and bit me in the leg. Oh my True God. True story. And everyone always says I was bit by a monkey, but no, it was a miniature chimpanzee. Be well. Be well. Wait a minute. How are the voicemails the most amazing stories? And the people who got through were like, a squirrel looked at me once. No, a squirrel looked at my best friend's brother, but it had menace in its eyes, I think, from the story. And then people are like, I was attacked by a chimp. My ear was pulled off. What the fuck? Chelsea Peretti, Jack Bull from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, My wild animal story, when I was a boy, not yet a man, uh, about maybe 18, 19 years of age, uh, I was walking around by uh, a park called High Park here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I uh, saw the smallest, babiest raccoon I ever did see in my whole wild life. Went down to go give it a little pet and a pat. Was warned by a staunch and angry businessman, full man in a suit and a briefcase with long, curly hair. He said, you don't want to touch that thing. 
I said, why? Is the mother going to abandon it? He said, no. They have razor-sharp claws, and they'll cut you open like a tin can. A tin can, I said. He reassured me it would cut me open like a tin can. So I said, okay, and I continued on my way. And every two steps or so, the businessman would turn around and warn me once again about how dangerous baby raccoons are. And this went on for the better part of 10 minutes until he was basically shouting at me from like 100 yards away about how dangerous the baby raccoon was. Uh, anyway, that's my wild animal story. Keep up that, the good work, Chelsea. Love you lots. Bye. That wild animal story had a lot of the energy and feel of the rat catcher, which is now on Netflix. Ronald Dahl story, directed by Wes Anderson. I enjoyed it. It had that same kind of ominous, slow, repetitive, strange feel as that voicemail. So maybe Wes Anderson can adapt it. And you'll be off to the races. Hi, Chelsea. Uh, it's <laughs> Caroline. Oh, my God. That's funny. Don't stop. Hi. We're, on the, we're on the conference call. Um, <clears throat> and we just wanted to say that um, we're big fans of the show. Just wanted to say hi. Um. Not recalling from two different places. Yeah, we're calling from Colorado and New York. Um, yeah. And that we just like, sorry for the chaos. We just like didn't expect you to pick us. <laughs> um, like the amount of sweat coming from my palms when you picked us. <laughs> my um, heart. Oh my god! Like, my you could call me back if you wanted. I'm to. good. My number is three one five. We love you so much. Um, my number is Deb. But Carolyn. <laughs> okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Honestly, infectiously happy. And that would be so funny though if that was the start of a horror movie, and I just started calling them all night long, every night. Ring, ring, ring. And Deb's like, I can't live like this. And Carolyn's like, no more. And uh, never giggle again. No, they seem great. Uh, so my friend, Marissa, she's really more of a loose acquaintance. Um, she, okay. So I, I got to tighten this up, I guess. Okay, so she... Uh, was at my house we were on the porch she saw a skunk she started freaking the fuck out and I was like oh my god you know she has like skunk trauma of some kind and then she's like it's just I got sprayed in the face by a skunk so I was like oh my god this must have happened when she was a child because how else does this happen to a person and then the skunk eventually passed and she told us the story she was a fucking adult she was in Boston and she saw a skunk but she thought it was a stray cat and she approached it from behind and uh realized it was a skunk too late started screaming when she realized it's a skunk so her mouth was open and the skunk sprayed her right into her mouth like the skunk <laughs> oils and shit that they spray went into her mouth oh and she said God. it was the grossest thing ever and she had to drink like a gallon of marinara sauce to like get it out of her mouth Ugh. and like a just, skunk yeah, a marinara so had a traumatic meltdown but i just couldn't believe that she as a full-grown adult got sprayed in the mouth by a skunk. Skunk juice marinara. That's, I wonder if that would cure the COVID thing where you can't taste anything. They discover that's the one cure. Can you imagine, I don't know what sounds worse, chugging a gallon of marinara or getting a skunk spray. Skunk. Well, I feel like the mojo of voicemail people to callers was yet again a reflection on the failures of this podcast. Almost feels like you want to pre-set up calls, but then you got to schedule like every five minute. You don't know how long the call is going to go. So what do you do? You have people waiting, I guess, if you're at a radio show. I don't know that we have the capacity here at Call Chelsea Peretti, but... um. What a journey it is to be again on this wild ride of organizational chaos. I I think we've learned that dogs are 
varying in their level of kindness and danger. And skunks, skunks can get you right in your smacker. And what else did we learn? Well, first of all, I mean, getting this bear attack survivor call, I have to say once again, the buildup to that moment. I mean, what a coup, what a, (laughs) what a jackpot. And as you can see, the tech on this reboot is superb. Bears, what's going to happen? Um, yeah, I've, I've seen some bear attack videos. I know that a lot of people are obsessed with this, and I've seen some where I'm like, this is veering away from comedy. So I, I am really like, I think we, we had a perfect level, just a child traumatized for five, six years. No, I, listen, it's hard. It's hard being a parent, but that's not what this podcast is about. Um, Let's look at my notes here. A lot to figure out with our sound effects, but we'll get there. And thank you to our callers who've suffered indignities of all varying sizes from creatures of all varying sizes. And what a journey to be back in the saddle as it were, to use another animal metaphor, um, taking these calls, reconnecting, and trying to make sense of this little marble in the universe. (laughs) This little marble in the universe that we are perched on like a bunch of ants. What does it all mean? We don't know, but that's what this podcast aims to unpack. What's the meaning of life? What are we doing here? Should we live in fear? Where's the joy? Where's the laughs? When this podcast finally wraps up, it's going to be like lost. There's going to be no answers. But my God, we're going to search. We're going to raise questions. And it's going to be a fun experiment. I call this a social experiment more than a podcast. Um, So get your beakers, get your lab coats, and let's get our eyedroppers and start adding a little bit of this, a little bit of that and see if we can make ourselves a test tube baby. Remember when people used to say that? Now it's just babies. Times change. All right. Thanks everyone. I got to get into my Miata, custom color Miata and head off to Malibu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. 
It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 